kids to bed, dad's home. We are the DWO podcast representing the dad world order. I am the handsome head of household, Mr. Magnificent Mike Martin. And with me as always, the rest of this patriarch pack, we got the big bad bearded daddy. He is big rig, Eric Maffey. What up, what up? And he is the perpetual mid-carter and the two-time, two-time, two-time world record holder. He is the wrestling t-shirt guy, Cephas. Hey, little stack of booty. How y'all doing? Let's do a fit check. It, look, I know cool, right? Look, I don't have an apple, though. That's because I am the king of peeling oranges, so I got me an orange. Yeah, you proved that. I got gotcha. you. Um, well... <laughs> As Mr. Magnificent said, we are the DWO Podcast. Tonight we have with us a very special guest, the one and only, the face collector, Jared Savage. Sir, how the heck are you? All right, now let's turn the gimmick shit off. (laughs) (laughs) We already got people, people in the comments already. Shout Jared from JT and old David E's with a long live evil. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm happy to see people. We got them already. God damn. It's popping up quick. Hell yeah. So, what up, everybody? How you guys doing tonight? What is going on, man? Another beautiful day. It's been a day. Kiddo's got near infections. So been uh, dealing with that all day, but I used to get this all the time when I was a kid. And for the most part, my kids like made it through pretty like without having a lot of issues with that. Only one kid had two. Well, it sucks for her too because she literally had the flu almost all the last week, and then woke up this morning, hundred and two fever. Yeah, like poor kiddos. Oh, dude, that sucks. Poor kid. But. She's uh she's living it up, watching movies all day, and you know she's getting tough, weighted dude. on hand and foot. So you didn't give her a bell is. yet, did you? Ding, What's ding, that? Ding. Give her a bell. Oh, Dad. Yeah, no. I never Faja. hear the end of it. Faja. <laughs> oh man. Well, enough about no, us. She, she yells loud enough. You're talking about dad stuff. Yeah. Enough. Of, enough about us. We got to focus on our guest here tonight, the face collector Jared Savage. Now, if you guys aren't hip, he is a wrestler in the uh, the tri-state area. And you you went a little farther than that as well, if I if I am under the right estimation. But Cincinnati, Kentucky, Indiana, right around that area, he's a local yeah. around here. But uh, he's something different, man, because he's, uh, as you see, he's the face collector. What he's got on there, for those of you who aren't aware, is what's known as a forever face. So for those who aren't aware, Jared, can you give a a little backstory on what exactly a forever face is and how it became your face? All right. So a forever face is ultimately the mask that the Alazulu wear. That is a horrorcore. A hip hop group. They're currently signed to Magic Ninja Entertainment. Um, they also have their own label, Long Live Evil. Um, okay. Three of my fucking best friends in the whole world. Um, 
overall, there's a lot of Zooligans who have these masks. There's been God knows how many variations now. Um, I mean, hell, there's a new one out that's newer than this, which you'll definitely at some point see me wearing too. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, that, one, I mean, that's, I, I guess, the basic rundown of it. Say it again, it cut out. I said I had one, but I lost it somewhere at a show, man. And it's 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 one of my things where I'm like, damn it, where did that go? I'm, I half-ass think somebody stole it from me, to be honest with you. Probably did. Those are sweet, dude. If I had one, I... <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, about it too. I was at the show. Uh, I don't know if you were at the show where the mustard incident took place. And I wasn't where... there, but I know about it. Yeah. So for, <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, one of the three members of Ala Lou, which, by the way, for those at home, this is the band that we're talking about. Uh, but Lee Carver, that guy on the left right there uh, under the Allah, he is uh, who we're talking about. And he hates mustard okay he fucking despises it and i don't know i don't know what happened to make this i don't know if it was a a bet that went wrong or i I don't know what it was but somehow he got committed to downing as much mustard as somebody can squirt into his mouth on stage in front of everyone it was exactly where that came from it came from Billy in. Obey liking to, to make his friends fucking suffer because it's funny. <laughs> I mean, he's had me do wild shit. The video, I don't think, is out there, but he had me eat cat food one time over a fucking bet. So, hey, you know, <laughs> you know what, though? Say what you will. I mean, that, you know, they, uh, they had to live by the same regulations when they make pet food as when they make human food. So, you know. Maybe, Didn't maybe that's why it's just a, maybe that's why Alex Shelley eats cat shit. That's mm-hmm. very likely. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I can't resist any chance I have to talk shit to Alex Shelley. Man, the rest of me over heavyweight champion. Of comments up in here. Poor Leap Carver. Poor yeah, Leap Carver. Was it Protect- was it Lee Carver on our boy uh, Jay uh, Jay Rojo? Yeah. Jay Roman's. Oh yeah, he was on that. He's going to be on our show at some point. We just still got to. Uh, somebody's asking if you still have the pumpkin mask, Jared. I don't think I've ever had a pumpkin. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Hold up. Oh, I know exactly what. I was about to say I didn't have one, but no, I know exactly what. I do have that pumpkin mask. It's one of the few masks I still have. I feel kind of. Uh, feel like a hipster at this moment because I know that Mr. Magnificent and Big Rig have no idea who Alizolilu are. They have no idea, uh, you know, they're fairly large underground band. Uh, For lack of better better similes or or whatever to to explain them to you, they are a modern-day build-your-own version of an underground hip-hop group, kind of like ICP, but way fucking better and way serious. Like, it's... I say kind of like ICP in the uh, respect that it's horrorcore. So, you know, you'll get your bodies in the trunk, if you will, and, uh, you know, and your terrible shit, but... I'm done with that. I used to listen to a lot of Brother Lynch Hung, who uh, was, like, kind of horrorcore rap. Yeah. Eating baby guts and stuff like that. You'll and I mean, it. I think they are in that like in between. Like Not my words, they yes. have they have comedy and humor, but they also have like the serious horror aspect as well. I'm one hundred percent going to check right it out, in the middle. Man. I love music, and I'm always looking for something to catch my ear. So, oh, oh, yeah. and they're like he said, they're actually a lot better than 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I started out as a juggalo, just like most Zooligans. But, you know, as much love as I have for ICP, lyrically, they're not, you know, 100% the best there. Great storytellers, though. Uh, Ala Zulalu are great at both lyricism and storytelling. I think the music hits a lot, a lot more uh, serious than what ICP does. So it's definitely worth checking out. So what made you want to adapt their mask as your wrestling gimmick? So I was, when I started off, I was the mask juggalo, real generic. Eventually I added on Jared Savage to it, but I just wore a black lucha mask. I had for a while wanted to kind of stray away to do something different. And then 2016 was my first gathering. Uh, that year, Alazulu was there. They did the first set, which was the UPS set, which was like a big super group set. And then did their own solo set after uh, Wizard of the Hood that year, which was Violent J's solo album. Incredible performance, by the way. So I bought my first Forever Face first night I got there was the parking lot party and i don't know the music everything resonated with me like it gave me the same feeling that icp did the same magic all of that you know something just hit and they were still you know kind of in their infancy at this point they were on their second album which was psycho um so i want to say it might have been out most the year at that point but just one day after getting the mask, because I mean, I spent like the last of my money I had, I think I had a hundred dollars to try to eat on and all that bullshit throughout the gathering. <laughs> and I spent 50 it. of it on this fucking mask. Cause yeah. I was like, dude, I need that shit. I was like, fuck food. I need my forever fix. So that's yeah. Shortly after that, I just asked Bill, I just hit him up. I was like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking, what would you think if I wore the mask out to the ring? Because I didn't really think that I could wear it in the ring at the time. I was yeah. worried about it getting fucked up. So just asked him straight up, though, and he was like, yeah, go ahead. Because I was already doing AXE Street Team at that point. I wanted more or less to be kind of like a walking billboard, you know. It's a way to promote Zool while also being something different. Because at the end of the day... There is a God knows how many juggalo gimmicks in wrestling. Whether they make it or not, there's still plenty of them. And I wanted to combine two things that I love the most. I love wrestling and I love the underground. I've always been a part of this shit. I mean, ever since I was 10 years old, that's how long I've been listening to underground hip hop. So I wanted to combine the two and he gave me the go ahead and just it, it became kind of an evolution because like I said, I just wore it to the ring for a long time. And then eventually uh, I got it restrapped. I got a new one, all that, and I was able to start using it in the ring. And now it's I was gonna ask if you had to make like alterations to make it like I guess like ring, you know, more comfortable um, to actually be I in. mean, yeah, to a point. It's just the strap. That's really the only thing I've had to change up. Like my first one that I did, because this is the second one right now. The first one that I, I restrapped had a leather strap on it. 
Um, probably tell you the truth. I like that one a lot better just because I don't know. The leather kind of gave me like a mankind feel also is really mm, similar yeah. to like how Kane's, uh, mass straps are. This one right now is elastic, which it's holding up pretty well, but I missed the leather. I just, I don't know. I liked it better, but that's really the only thing I've had to change on. <laughs> said strap on. Look, this is. Scott also had I've this comment right here. here. Right Scott here. had this comment right here. Said it's cute as fuck under there. Don't, Don't let, let him, him play. Here. And then, then our friend Jenna here also said he's a cutie patootie. So, are you handsome? People I don't think know. so. I mean, I look in the mirror every day. I don't think I'm too handsome, but to the people who think it, that's that's great. I appreciate it. But I. I will say to the people who think it that are in the comments right now, hey, if this is your first time listening to DWO, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We have guests like this all the time. We like Good. to keep different people, different styles. We like to mix it up. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. You know what I'm saying? It helps, it helps yes, some dads build a brand. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's a good question though from Jenna, uh, which is one we usually ask. What you know, like what got you into wrestling? What are your you know influences? Well, I always watched it. Like it was always around my whole life. I can't think of a time where it wasn't around. My grandpa used to watch it, and I I grew up with my grandparents. Uh, when I was younger, my uncles, um, my cousins, like everybody watched it. Because mm -hmm. I grew up in the Midwest. I eventually moved to the Northwest. I moved to Washington like later in life. But I grew up in the Midwest. And wrestling out here is so much more popular. So oh, yeah. in my little small town of Marseilles, Illinois, that I started in, um, it was just everywhere. Everybody liked it. I mean, it was during the Attitude Era as well. So yeah. Oh, yeah. like I said, it just, it just not been there. But... I don't know. I kind of always knew this my whole life that I wanted to do it. When I was a mm -hmm. kid, I, you know, dreamed of wrestling. I mean, I had like my other little phases of shit. I think I like wanted to be a surfer for a minute because I watched the Johnny Tsunami movie. I think for a little <laughs> bit, I wanted to fucking skateboard because it came up. But ultimately, I wanted to wrestle. That's all I've ever yeah. wanted. Um, so that's that's what really like, you know, got me to want to do this. As far as like wrestlers themselves, though, um, Kane was always my favorite. So Kane is always going to be one of those influences. I'd say Undertaker as well, for sure. Um, but also a lot of big men like Vader. Vader is a huge yeah. influence. Um, anytime someone you know compares me to Vader, it, it's such a compliment because he was one of the best big men to ever lace up the boots. Ever. Um, yeah, absolutely. Plus he was and I mean, Grammy I, I still oh, ahead, I, was gonna say... <laughs> I feel like I cut you off. What were you gonna say? No, he's just saying it. And he was on Boy Meets World too. He was on Boy Meets World, and those fucking oh, yeah. episodes were awesome. They are. I used to sit up, dude. Like I would sit up and look on direct TV and I would see uh the info on what episodes were coming up, and like they would play those episodes at like three or four in the morning. And I'd fucking stay up to watch it. <laughs> like, I remember wrestling episode on that shit, like the back of my hand. That's awesome, um, man. But yeah, like, I still take influence from people even today. I mean, Bray Wyatt was a really big influence the last few years. Rest in peace to him. Yeah. Because the Fiend character was just so 
so incredible. Yeah, um, it was. Know. I'm still suffering from brain, man. That I haven't. I, I've worn me, a bit of my brain merch since, but Bray got more money out of me, I think, than any wrestler besides the Undertaker. And there's a reason for that because I connected so well with the darkness of Bray and his storytelling was so different. You know what I mean? And in a world full of spiders, he was the tarantula. You know what I mean? He was completely, yeah, yeah, there was something different about him. And it, I'm still, I'm getting there though. I'm getting to the point to where I feel like I might start rocking some, some Bray shirts. So we'll see. I can't lie, man. I'm in a weird spot with it too because I'm a pretty big mark for all the games. I mean, I've been collecting wrestling games forever, and yeah. I can't even, like, I mean, 2K23, he's DLC on it. I can't yeah. even touch it. Like, with, I'll, I'll wrestle as anybody else, but I don't want right. to wrestle as Bray on there because it just, it hurts. It was it such an out-of-nowhere thing. Bro, I'll never forget it, yeah. dude. Never, this is a little TMI. I've, I don't think I've told anyone this publicly, but I was... Uh, is I it the poop in the pants was, thing? No, every okay. every once in a great while, I like to sit down and just take a hot bath. It relaxes me, right? And when I found out that Bray Wyatt had died, I had literally just gotten in the bath. And it fucking, I don't, like, it would just, like, I'll never forget just this moment of just, what the fuck? I looked at my phone, and I, I immediately got out of the fucking bath, and I ran half naked and told my fucking wife. But, dude, it's, it, for example, and it, uh, when... Uh, you know, the ultimate warrior passed away. I was upset. That sucked, right? I thought that was was terrible. Especially but I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to celebrate him. I couldn't wait to play as him as a video game in a video game. I couldn't wait to rock my ultimate warrior shirt. Bray, like you said, it hurt, man. It felt it really felt like I lost somebody I knew. And that's that's saying something from a wrestler standpoint. No, absolutely, man. I agree with that. I fully agree with that because Bray was something different. He was something special. Yeah. And like I said, because of how out of nowhere it was, I mean, anytime a wrestler dies young, it's tragic. I mean, like, yeah. shit, dude, Jay Briscoe died. That was fucking terrible. Yep. You know, things like that, I hate saying even. Like, you can almost find a way to accept it because it was a car accident. Yeah. But then, like, Bray, you hear, oh, he had a heart attack. That's insane. At 36, that really bro, like that's crazy. Like for me, it's it really me. rocked me to the core, man. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It, I, both of these guys, just how close in age he is to them. I'm a little bit older, you know, but I could see how much you know that it shook them. But I mean, honestly, after yeah. 40, I you know get really in touch with my you know mortality, I guess. Um, but man, you know, be, not even to 40 and die of something like heart failure like that, man, is insane. I, I will also the see this, by the way. The fact that you take hot bubble baths is like public knowledge. It's not. <laughs> they are bubble baths, man. Just, <laughs> I literally will just turn the hot ass water on as hot oh, as God. I can possibly take get in, and then just sit in that shit. Before we get too far from it, though, I do want to say, like, I was in the same boat. I mean, it, it made me think about my own mortality because, I mean, I'm turning thirty this year. I know that it's not that that old, but. When you've been wrestling, like, you know, I'm like, as long as I've been, I mean, I've been wrestling since I was 18. Um, between that, you know, not making the best health decisions, you know, and whatever, it definitely really rocked me. Like, damn, that could be me one day. You know, it, yeah. it put in perspective, like, man, I need to make some changes before I end up in the same boat. 
Yeah. Which it's it's sad to think because Bray was actually pretty pretty healthy. Um, yeah. Better than but all of from them. what they said, it was the COVID that I guess exacerbated the heart issues. I guess yeah. it was something that he had had, but I don't think he knew he had. Like an underlying um, issue of sorts, and that kind of brought it up to the surface. Yeah. Huh. It was wow. definitely terrible, and and I hope that his family is doing the best they can to get through it still, because I'm sure you know even even though it's been a little bit now. It's still got to hurt. You know, it hasn't even been a full year yet. Um, I think I only I got to see him wrestle, I think, maybe like once in person. I know that I went to the SmackDown. They aired it. I remember that night thinking, too, I was like, damn, this sucks. Because I was really hoping to see him that night. And then they just did the, the pre-recorded uh, promo, ah. the, the funhouse shit. Yeah. But, you know... I'm just glad that I at least got to see him at least once before that. And uh you got to see him at like said, rest in peace, man. Yeah. It uh I think what I think hurt me was the fact that he was he died from my worst fear not from my worst fear. He he lived, he went through what I fear the most is leaving my children behind. And just yeah. that yeah. I think is where I just I don't know, man. The the fear of God, if you will, you know, the fear of mm-hmm. the, the fear of meeting your maker definitely came from losing Bray. It's just like if it can happen to him, you know, I mean, it can, it can happen to any of us, you know, and yeah. you know, and you can relate because he he is kid, young kids like yourself, you know what I mean. And I can't, I can't imagine. My kids are a little older, so they, you know, not that it would be easier, but you know, they're at least you know, weird. Yeah, I mean, my kid, she's ten. And I'm all she has, like literally all she has. Yeah. My mom's not around. It's just me. Yeah. So all the more reason. That I, it makes me think about it, you know, like I think like if yeah. something happened to me, then she's going to be sitting here, you know, trying to navigate life by herself. And I don't want her doing that. It's, a, it's definitely a crazy thought, you know, that that could literally happen to anybody. But I also feel like at the same time, as sad as it is, it makes you appreciate the little things more the time that you have on this earth and the things that you want to do with your life and you know, what you're, you want to do with your family, all the loved ones, et cetera. I mean, that's kind of how I guess it did for me, even though it definitely rocked me. It also made me realize like anything can happen at any time. So I need to enjoy every bit of every second that I'm here. Cause I can go at any time, just like Bray. So speaking yeah. of which, uh, we got a question here, which is an excellent question to ask you uh, to follow up on that. Do you let your daughter see you perform? Are you keeping the, the mystery there or has she seen you wrestle at all? Oh, she sees me wrestle all the time. That kid, I don't even think she realizes how cool her life is half the time. <laughs> she's got to do a lot of shit that other kids wish they could. Like, I mean, she's had rings in the yard back when I was in Washington. Uh, Oh, wow. I lived with my grandparents for a long time, and we lived out in the middle of nowhere, so we had a lot of property. So people would store rings at the house. we do training there. Um, I mean, when she was little, I would go out there, and I taught her how to lock up. I'd just do dumb shit with her. You know, I, I had this little spot I did with her where, like, throw up and catch her. She'd do basically a little hurricanrana on me or whatever. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. Know, I, she's been around the Forever, she goes to a lot of the shows with me. Um, 
Not every show, but most of them. I'll admit, though, I don't think she really likes wrestling that much. She just likes being around me. But, no. hey, well, you know, it, it has you know, a good experience. Yeah. So if it gives if it gives you guys an excuse to hang out, man, it's, you know, worth its weight. It's Every bump is worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I most of the time she records my matches and shit. So she, you know, there you she go. does. She's your biggest, like I said, she's I don't your number one fan. That's but awesome. That's I, mean, I feel cool. like anybody in the business who has kids, I mean, I understand when people want to keep their family away, but, you know, let your kids see what you do. You know, if it's something you love as much as I love wrestling, let your kids see you do it. Because they get to see you happy in your element. And that's what my kid gets to see. And plus, mm-hmm. too, I mean, she learns a lot from being around all these people. Like, so many of the boys who, you know, I'm around. I mean, even with not just wrestling. I mean, I take her everything. I mean, you know, she's probably one of the few kids in the world who who know everybody in Alazulu on, like, a personal level. That's uh, <laughs> That's pretty... That's pretty cool, you know. It's it's something for me to be proud of. She she gets to see a different side of life that I don't think other kids all get to see. So I think she learned a lot from all of this. Corman, we say it a lot that like life's all about perspective and stuff like that. And just like with Bray White's death, kind of putting you know mortality in perspective for you guys. I mean, being around certain groups of people, you know, real people like that, you know, puts life into perspective. And to expose somebody like that at a young age is, I think, I guess, you know, it's a great thing because, you know, they can learn how to be a real person. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I hate saying we're, we're growing up and even like right now, if you look at just like modern body, people are worried about clouds but shit, it doesn't matter. And like, you know, my kid, she gets to be around a lot of people who are just, 100% themselves and that's how mm. I want her to grow up and to be herself you know she, I mean she could follow trends I think we all have done it to some extent in life but yeah I want her to ultimately be comfortable with just being herself and being who she is instead of yeah. trying to be like anyone else especially I mean in wrestling man is like people don't realize you know a lot of it, how much it is putting yourself out there you know i mean it's not only you know when you speak in front you're speaking in front of a crowd which you know only a small percentage of human beings feel comfortable doing and then on top of that performing athletically and you know you know taking the you know all the slams and suplexes and stretches and god whatever else you it is you guys do in the ring um you know just to, you know to perform that and and to pull that off for everybody you know it's it's not everybody can do that, man. And to put yourself out there like that, it just takes unbelievable guts. And, and just, again, just to expose that kind of confidence and, and being yourself to, to a kid is such a great, great example. You got to comment here. In my personal life, I'm like the furthest thing from what you see in the ring, you know? I mean, I would say I struggle with plenty of insecurities and confidence issues and this, that, and the other. But when I'm out there, None of that matters. It all goes switch. away. I'm, yeah, it's the switch. Um, and I want my kid to feel that she can be that confident as well, you know, have something to look up to. Because like you said, it is a lot. I mean, it's definitely, even when I do podcasts like this, even though 
I enjoy being on them. Even that's like a lot, you know, because I'm in front of, mm-hmm. I mean, right now, I don't know how many viewers we have, but it looks like we've got what a million chat going. We're at one, <laughs> 1.5 million. Is that, is that what that's? No, I'm kidding. I shit. I'd be like, Jerry, you're going to come back on next week, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the I mean, BWO, Jerry's Savage. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I, I just want my kid to be able not to be like I was growing up. I was really shy and all these things. I don't think I actually came out of my shell until, to tell you the truth, till I started gathering. And that was like 2016. So I think I was like, I don't know. I want to say I was like 23, 24, something. Um, it took me a while, you know, to finally like come out of my shell and be just who I am now. I want mm-hmm. her not to have to have that struggle. So if she sees me in the ring, you know, doing what I do physically, if she sees me being the character and being confident with it, I think that it'll rub off on her. Hell yeah. I would, for me, I want my kid to just have core memories with me to where she can go back when I'm gone and she'd be like, man, dad took me to wrestling because he just wanted to hang out with me and wanted to have a good time. And that's honestly mm-hmm. the core of our show here. When we, when we send, uh, you know, messages to people, sometimes we have a spiel that we use that basically says we're just dads trying to do, you know, something cool for our kids. And this is, that's what we celebrate on this show. Uh, how is that the only child that you have is, is, is your 10 year old? Yeah. Yeah. I only have yeah. the one man. It's... I... Go ahead, Mike. I say, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I feel like this day and age, like one of the biggest things I can instill in my kids is just trying to, you know, teach them to, you know, not give a shit about what other people think and, you know, just be you no matter what. And I mean, I feel for the most part, I've kind of, you know, my kids have done that and that's, you know, that's so important these days. Keep people get so hung up on what other people think. Yeah. You're not wrong, man. Yeah. I think Uh if you can instill that in your children, then you're doing something right. Because ultimately they shouldn't care what other people think. Just be yourself. You know, that's, if you can be happy with being yourself, then you've ultimately achieved the ultimate goal of happiness, I think. And that's what I think any parent should want for their children. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Sorry, I didn't mean to deep uh, on you guys. My bad. No, that's you're you're absolutely <laughs> right, man. I mean, that's that's something that I've been trying. I I got an eight year old, and you know, <clears throat> she. Uh, you know, tends to get nervous in big situations and stuff like that. And that's something that I'm trying, you know, to instill in her to not, you know, care so much about the people watching, just do it because you enjoy it. Uh, Because when I watch her do something that she really enjoyed, if she thinks it's like the old saying, dance like nobody's watching. When she's out there doing something, she doesn't think anybody's watching. She's having the time of her life. So if I can just get her over that hump of, oh, there's still people here. I, I don't care. You know, yeah. Act like your dad and his buddies at a revolver show. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, Jenna saying here, Jared is an awesome person, known for a really, really long time. Watching from the bottom to here is amazing. A wonderful sentiment. We we also somebody's somebody's giving Mike shit, but also kind of giving you shit at the same time. Damn, I see you. I see you, Stu. Corey right, Taylor on the pods is. now. 
That's not Corey well, yeah, Taylor. Dude, I'm, I'm Corey Taylor, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stone Sour, Slipknot. Yep, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Uh, in honor of the Super Bowl being in Las Vegas this weekend, I'm drinking a bourbon from Las Vegas smoke wagon. Smoke wagon? Oh, man, Un- unfiltered. Damn. Yeah. Believe it or not. Muy delicioso. Oh, there's my baby sister. My only sister now, and she ain't even came see me since my older sister died. Look Damn. at me putting you on fucking blast in front of the world. <laughs> I ain't got one <laughs> hug from my baby sister. Not one. <laughs> now, get your ass over here and hug your fucking brother. Put her on blast. <laughs> Jesus. Look, I can't help That's it. the best way to make things happen. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm on blast on a podcast, and then they're going to feel obligated to do it. <laughs> she, 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 I'm gonna beat your ass. I can see you this weekend. Good, <laughs> fucker. So you, uh, you got uh, any uh, family members that love wrestling with you that, that that you connect with? For me, it was my, my, you know, my stepfather for the longest time was a huge pro wrestling fan. Is there someone like that in your your family? Admittedly, as sad as it is to admit, nowadays not so much. Uh, a lot of my family all passed like in a real short time. So there's only a handful oh, of us wow. left, but okay. my grandpa and my grandma, they always watched it. They were always my biggest supporters, especially because like I said, I mean, lived with them. So it was always there. It was there because yeah. my grandpa watched it. I mean, I, I think my grandma did like it. She, she might have just watched it just because, you know, but I think she enjoyed it as well. But she would tell me stories about her, uh, about her father, you know, watching wrestling on an old black and white TV, you know, so it, it's, I don't know, in a way it almost feels like it's in the bloodline. I'm just the only one who took the leap on actually, you know, doing it instead of just watching it. But, Speaking of the bloodline and watching it, we have a question here. Did we add, did we watch WrestleMania kickoff show? That's kind of why the show was late. To be honest with you, we were all four sitting here listening to Mike's phone play the the kickoff. I was watching. Yeah, I, uh, you know, Man. I I've read since that it is official now, Cody versus Roman with no Rock. But at the end of it, Rock's hold Triple H to fix it. I don't know where they're going with this, but I'm fucking intrigued. The Rock, the Rock went like, I mean, you could feel, you, you could, I don't know, man. That's I can't believe they they went with the crowd. It's interesting. I think they were already going to go with the crowd. Personally, I think it kind of has been a work the whole time, but that's just me. You hush your mouth. So, I mean, that segment was really good, but go back at, when you guys go back and watch, go back and watch uh, Triple H's promo from that. It was pretty good. He gives, yeah. you know, he's he is the in facto, you know, kind of, leader of it all now and here you know hearing him give a, a triple h promo about wrestlemania and what's to come is was pretty pretty uh hoorah kind of speech i'm glad he's still guy's around good. man guy's good on a stick roman and rock i feel like we're gonna end up there. seeing rock in there though i don't think that they're gonna keep rock out completely because i mean it's it's money money on the table you put a rock yeah. in the fucking main event of wrestlemania there's going to be extra money coming in just because there are going to be those casual fans who only tune in when someone you know from the attitude era comes around 
you know, that's why I think when Austin had his match with uh, Kevin Owens, even though you didn't know for sure if it was going to happen, there's a lot of people who tuned in because of the possibility, you know? Right. So I literally I drove all the way to Texas for it. <laughs> so, man, I the can't... fact that you were there, that, that just shows, right? You know, that, that shows how big of a deal that was. Yeah. Trust me, I wish I could have been there for that because that was probably one of the coolest moments in wrestling in the last 10 years. Bro, I've been to WrestleMania WrestleMania 14, 35, 37, 38, and 39. And that moment still, that that was for me, dog. Like, I don't know. Like, that, uh, I always joked that Stone Cold was my stepdad via the television. And and, uh, to go, I seen him win the Rumble in Texas. You know what I mean? Like, I, so I, I have a history of being a Stone Cold fan. So to get, get there and see him do one more WrestleMania match and then that fucking piss poor fucking uh, stunner to fucking Mr. McMahon. I, I'm i just glad I was there. Definitely the last WrestleMania with Vince in it. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Vince is definitely not coming back ever. <laughs> do you think Brock has any chance of ever coming back ever? If I think not even so because like, of Brock. I, I just don't think he'll want to, man. He's getting up yeah. there in age one. He's already not a people person. He's kind of kind of guy like I don't I don't want to deal with any of this BS, whether or not he was involved or whatever happened, you know what I mean? He doesn't want to deal with any of this kind of stuff. He just seems that kind of person. Like he'd rather just, you know, hang it up. I'm sure he's got, you know, more money than all of us. And, Yes, there's ten thousand of her relatives. I uh, I just hope they don't. I don't think. I don't know how the full details. So I don't want to you know state anything too uh, proclarative. But proclarative? I don't even know if that's a fucking word. Um, with it. Yeah, I don't want to state anything too proclarative. But I uh, <laughs> I don't want to see him erased from history, man. You know, if I, mean, I don't he, think if, anybody's going to get erased though. It's not going to be like the Benoit treatment. I mean, I don't know, man. Memory stuff. If you think about it, he's still on the network. You know how much race and I think that's what you might see with Brock. You might even see it with Vince, which is crazy to think. But I don't know. I hate saying everybody involved in that. They all made their own bed, you know. So they've got to lay in whatever happens. Yeah. A part of me wishes, like, then you know. Damn me if you will and strike me with lightning, but if you could distinguish, you know, the character work from what the the real life person did, you know what I mean? Because the character yeah. work is for the fans, you know what I mean? And, and regardless of what they did there, it was a moment for the fans, you know what I mean? We still live that moment, so I feel like part of it was we get to, we deserve to still get to see those moments if and when we choose to see them. To erase mm-hmm. them from history, I think it's bullshit. Yeah. What the hell is that? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> is that Bluey? Yeah. Kid, I was like, what the fuck? I thought uh, something was bleeding okay. in for a second. Speaking of bleeding in, that fucking line in my screen is pissing me off. I'm going to have to go buy a fucking camera. If, and yeah, if anyone hasn't noticed it, they noticed it. I don't know. I don't know. I bought a fucking camera and it's it was fine. And then it's now a filter. It's, it's a filter. Now, Just go with it. It's a fucking line. <laughs> Oh, now I see it. 
I didn't see it I, until you, yeah, you pointed it out. Now that you pointed out, I can't see you guys now. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, man! But so, I, uh, have you uh, have you had any like major injuries or anything in your wrestling career yet? Have you? Uh, hopefully, never. But have you had anything that's put you on the the uh, side burners for a while? Yeah, sadly, uh, my biggest thing is my knees. Uh, I mean, oh, also no. I broke my ankle too, but that wasn't really wrestling related. But it kept me out for. A good couple months. That was because of the gathering, because I'm a fucking idiot, and I think that <laughs> wearing flip flops going down a steep hill is a good idea. Found out but, real quick that it was a terrible choice. <laughs> but you could go to the gathering fully protected and still get hurt. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the gathering; anything can happen. But as far <laughs> as like in ring, um, hyperextended my right knee. Back in 2017. Then, uh, pretty recent, actually, last year, my tryout match uh, to, to have my first show out here in, in the Midwest. Ended up, a move happened, didn't know that it was happening, and I was on my knees. Uh, ended up completely knocking me back, so I stretched my ankle, kind of fucked oh. it up a little bit. And ever since then, it's been like one thing after another with that same leg. Like, I ended up hurting that knee a couple months later. And just because I've, I've just pushed through, you know, I kept taking bookings. I kept working yeah. shows. Ended up fucking it up more. But, you know, that's why they got braces and, and they got fucking wrist tape. That's what holds me together. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, bro. I definitely have a lot of issues though with it. I mean, there's there's days where I'll just take a step and it feels like it's gonna go out, which sucks. But that's wrestling, you know. You get hurt, yeah. shit happens. You just gotta push through it, or you eventually let it, you know, consume you, and then you quit. And I'm not gonna quit, so I'm just gonna keep dealing with it until ultimately either either my body tells me I can't you know, keep going or something worse happens, but hopefully it'll just be the latter. Hopefully it'll be the, my body tells me one day that I can't keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so man, we, uh, we don't have, like, we don't have a ton of like set questions, but we do have one question that we ask every single person that we have on the show, especially if they're a dad, uh, and Mike, go ahead and hit him with that shit. You know, we are, you know, we are not only known as the the barons of the barbecue, we are known as the king of the thermostats around here. And, uh, you know, it is, we're very inquisitive and we like to know what kind of people we bring on here, you know, and uh, so we got to know, what do you keep your thermostat set to? Um, Usually, usually not, if it goes over that, then it's too dark and hot. It could be too cold. Preferably, totally, I like to keep totally broke AC up there for a minute. Like Hold on, you, you went to leave Max Hedrum on us. Yeah, you you went digital for a second. What what was your answer? I'm good now. Okay, usually sixty. I try to keep it cold, but I don't want it to be too cold, and I don't want it to be too hot either. To be honest, I, I, I hate the heat. You said sixty nine, right? Sixty nine. Yep. Okay. Nice. Nice. 
It, but it was funny. You, you sounded perfectly clear, and then you said 60. It <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't want us to know. Yeah. Damn it. But just so you know, you answered one of the potential three uh, acceptable answers on the show. Yeah. So, yes. Well, technically, look at that. I got a pop too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> technically, there's four answers because, you know, the wife. Jenna, this is, this is outrageous. What the hell, Jenna? Outrageous. Fuck that shit. She must mom. belong to the mom road order. <clears throat> She's hot blooded. Yeah. Check it and see. <laughs> if it is 72 degrees where sweating. I'm living, I am sweating my nards off. Dude. You know, I mean, the good Lord made blankets and hoodies, you know. And he gave Eric one to live with, so he Touché. can't be having That's... that much temperature. <laughs> 72, 75. So you got the AC yeah, on 72, you're not wrong. 75. That's acceptable. Okay. If, if the AC is 72, 75, then you're, you're also are a budget-minded individual. Especially in Florida, because it's kind of fucking... warm. They live away for a while, and that's like what they're like, you can't turn it past six, uh, 72. I was like, fuck that. That's miserable. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. fucking hot at 72. <laughs> I think right now I have a fucking door open and everything at 72 still in the house. It sucks. I got the heat <laughs> off today. I get I... the fan running. Yeah. Wait till we get to that fucking Airbnb, though. Airbnb, I'm cranking that fucking AC up, son. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. 42 (laughs) degrees. Yeah. Every dad dad in his right mind goes into every hotel room, closes the curtains, turns on every light, and cranks the AC all the way down. You know why? Because it doesn't cost us a dime more. Yeah, exactly. So that's not our life. You're right. I never (laughs) thought about it, but I literally do that every... Every time I'm in TV on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you also look in the drawers to see if there's anything other than the Gideon Bible. <laughs> see, I haven't been lucky enough to find anything else. Flip to the Bible, people man. People money. leave weird shit in the Bible and hotel rooms. <laughs> I uh that it makes me want to leave something <laughs> in the next hotel room I go into. Uh, DWO sticker? I'm gonna autograph the Bible. Jesus was here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Hey, the training guys. (laughs) The maintenance guys signed a bike. (laughs) Okay, Jenna, that's acceptable. She said, for a hotel room, I'm putting it on 62. Agreed. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Look, Ashley O found money in the Bible. Look, that was a gift from God. Look, look, look. Gift from God right there. (laughs) Telling you, man. You never know. So, <clears throat> see, Jared, you said you play games, man. What type of games you play? Just wrestling. You're, a re- I know you play wrestling games, but what's, what are you playing right now? What's, what's your taking your time up? Hmm. I play almost everything. Um, I would say, like, as far as like single player shit, I've been playing that fucking Hogwarts shit. The, uh, the what the hell is it called? Hogwarts I can't even think Legacy. of the name of it, but it's the new Harry Potter Hogwarts game. Legacy. Yeah. Yeah, Hogwarts. My daughter was playing that earlier today. What platform? Uh, Series X. I mean, I have I have everything except the PS5 right now. I would like to get a PS5. Hell yeah, dude! 
Series X, baby. Hold on. Let me hold this motherfucker in chat once that I trash the games. <laughs> motherfucker, you never even played no damn games with me. How you gonna sit here and say I'm trash? I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong, but how's he wrong? Say but fuck you. <laughs> if you fucking ask like Billy O'Bay or some shit, he'll fucking tell you on dog shit. Which I mean, certain games, yeah. I mean, I'm I, I could hold my own to Unless it's wrestling, you know, I'm not I'm not that great. <laughs> yeah, I'm hot uh, trash. That's why I like I'm a liability on those teams. So I prefer to play one player games because people don't get mad you're at me that way. Sleeping. <laughs> you, uh, I mean, you know, I'm you in the same boat, man. I, I'm not the best when it comes to, to being a team player in most of these games. Fortnite, I'm I'm all right doing team shit. But you gotta right. make sure I'm like sticking with you. I'm telling you, that's why I'm like half. Other... That's why I'm like half hesitant to play with these guys. These guys keep telling you should play Fortnite. Like you, you don't know what you're asking for. Like you want to, dude. <laughs> it doesn't matter if we're bad. I'm bad. We just want to hang fun. out digitally in video game world. That's literally what got me close. Me a better video game system, man. I got the that. Nintendo Switch. We want to do. Do they play Fortnite? You too? know, don't oh, make it wrong, man. Well, they don't play Fortnite, but like the Xbox is one of the the biggest ways that I have become close to people because I would just go in parties and hang out. I mean, I still do that now. If I'm not playing something, I'm just sitting in a party, just bullshit. It's the with best, dude. That's, I mean, that's literally how me and Mike became friends in the first place. Was playing Destiny Two because we both work night shift playing destiny 2 all night long doing raids and shit like that and then and listening to mike get super mad at everything and drunk. <laughs> i need to get coolie on here man i keep but, forgetting to message him and and that energy right there like the, the nights he's talking about that is like that is the whole in my life that this podcast is filled because yeah. it is, I enjoyed those, you know, and I, I moved the day shift and, we, you know, we all moved on from, you know, that night shift job. And, and this has filled that, you know, it's getting together with your buddies or, or, you know, other people with common interests, whether it be video games, wrestling or what have you, you know what I mean? You're just sitting here and shoot, shooting the shit, man, and having common shit to talk about. And, you know, it's, it's, it's good, positive stuff, man. If, if it brings yeah. us a smile on our faces, then we're doing something right. Yep, that's why. It's actually uh, good. Good question here. Do you have a favorite game? Hmm. That's a good question Sub. because I don't. I don't really and know a wrestling my, game. My biggest problem is that I'm a collector of a lot of retro games on top of like new shit. So for me to pick like one favorite, that's hard. Um. I'm trying I can to think. You, I can tell you what I've played more than anything, and I think would probably qualify as my favorite game is Link's Awakening. I played that. I, that's my. If I'm fucking real depressed, I'm going to start a new file of Link's Awakening. Really? I, I, love, I think yeah, it's going to like to like one that I've I've went back to a thousand times. Uh, I'd probably say SmackDown Two if we're going that route. I spent a lot of time on SmackDown too. Same with Attitude as well. I spent a lot of time on that. Okay. But outside of like wrestling games, I would probably say any of the Twisted Metal games. Okay. 
I love Twisted Metal. I they, they did such a good fucking job with that show too. Speaking I of wrestling, it. oh yeah, Samoa Joe was awesome. so fucking good at Sweet Tooth, and for all the people that hated him not having the voice, Will Arnett's the voice of fucking Sweet Tooth. Like, I mean, that's it's who he's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah, but imagine how much harder that is to play when you're you have to your body language has to go with what another guy is saying you know what i mean I imagine, they had him like say the lines yeah, too right i can't imagine he yeah said but i'm saying too. like being able to match that up and it just yeah i thought it, he did really well but he comes from like a family of like like professional dancers and stuff oh really? he's got layers yeah like got it, layers. He has a, his whole family has like some like dance company that's like you know that's his family business samoan shrek I don't know. I really I enjoyed the show a lot. At first, I was kind of iffy about it because, you know, yeah. the first little bit of it, all you get is Sweet Tooth. Yeah. But over, you know, after you watch it a little bit, then you start seeing more people from the game. And yeah. that made it really interesting. So, like, this next season, I'm fucking ready for it. I don't know when it's mm-hmm. coming, but that's going to be, like, the ultimate test of how how much can they adapt to the game while making it, you know, a TV show as well. I'm yeah. really curious what they're going to do. And they honestly the the cliffhanger they left was so good like it made me like when the hell is this <laughs> coming out cuz Yeah. that yeah, the the them showing the tournament bracket and showing people it was just, it was awesome. It's on. <laughs> yeah, I Bro, think I, if they do well with it like I think they will, then it's going to be probably like the of the fucking year, but we'll see. Damn, Jared, you won the county ballet championship at the age of six. I did actually, yeah. <laughs> I, I really did. I, I'm I'm really good at dancing. If you guys can tell, yeah. I do yeah, pirouettes um, and all that bullshit. I I have to say <laughs> real quick about about the twisted metal show. One of my favorite moments of that entire show is. Uh, hang on a second. One of my favorite moments. Speaking of, li- speaking of living on cliffhangers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. You're good. Um, no, when uh, after his car is destroyed and the whole scene of the sound, what do they play? My Immortal by Evanescence. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they just made it like this super dramatic <laughs> moment with him and his car because it blew up. Like it, yeah. it popped me. I loved it. Man, I'll tell you what, uh, that new game, uh, Skull and Bones, dropped a beta today. Yeah, I saw that. How is it? Bro, I've been waiting eight years for this game, okay? I've been waiting. That's how long ago they released the first trailer. I'm. It's My first reaction is that I need to apologize to you two for how unavailable I'm about to be because I'm not <laughs> I'm going to spend sailing the great fucking seas. If you ever played Sid Meier's Pirates, okay, it's just like that. There's sea battle, you're shooting cannons, but it's all HD and beautiful. And then you go loot fucking islands and you dig up treasure and you just fucking yo-ho, yo-ho and fucking a bottle of fun. Goddamn. I'm so fucking like happy a, with that. Is this like a better version of Sea of Thieves? Because I did yes, play yes. that for a while. It's a hundred times better than Sea of Thieves. Is it on PC? Uh, it's at every single every single system uh, all the way around. 
you can go and get Skull and Bones uh, beta completely for free right now this weekend from today all the way until the end of Sunday. You can play and check it out for yourself 100% for free. If you are able to beat the game in these next three days, good for you. Like, I think I'll try Mikey to download on, it. I'm putting Mikey onto it. He's got he's got the PC and he's he'll Bro. probably beat it in three days. Bro, I am like obsessed with it. Like it's I barely wanted to do the podcast just because of how cool it was. I was like, God damn it, there's pirates. Sweet, be pirates. Hey, you know what a pirate's favorite fast food restaurant is? Uh Don't say Long John Silvers. Mm-hmm. You would think. It's actually Arby's. God damn it. <laughs> I didn't expect that at all. I was sitting there wondering. Come on. It was on the tip of my tongue, but I didn't want to ruin it. Thank Mike you. delivered it perfectly. <laughs> yar. Yar, guitar. September 19th. Remember, be international. Talk like a pirate. Dude. Arr. Yar. <laughs> That's a good question. Hold on. Here you go. Jared, do you have a favorite uh, pay- WWE pay-per-view? Or even just pay-per-view mm-hmm. in general? One of my oh. favorites is Fully Loaded 1998. Love it. So I remember the main event was, I think okay, I think it was Stone Cold and Undertaker <laughs> against Kane and Mankind for oh, the tag team titles. Yeah. And we didn't know how good we had it back then. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. No, absolutely, dude. I, I agree. Like, man, that was some of the best wrestling, like, period. Even though you can look back and you can see, like, of course there were some real stinkers there as well. It wasn't always, like, 100% the best thing going. But I don't know. There's just something different about the Attitude Era. <laughs> You know, I think one reason, too, why I was so, like, intrigued and wanting to watch that back was because Triple H was on the, the cover of it there, and I was a big <laughs> DX mother. Like, I love that, that version of, the company of DX. Which, right? Yeah. It's just so fucking crazy to think. You definitely would have never thought that looking back. You would have never been like, yeah, that guy, he's going to plow the, the boss's daughter and become the boss. Yeah. <laughs> you, never, you never thought that. Could you think of anybody are. better to run WWE? Hmm. No, no, there's no one better because honestly, Triple H understands it from every aspect. He understands yes. it from being on like the bottom of the totem pole to being shit on during the whole like the click thing happening. You know, he got a lot of backlash, so he understands he that chin, side. Man. He took it on the chin like a champ. Being shit on, absolutely. I don't think we can just joke on that anymore. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we. <laughs> I will say though, See, he kind of literally got shit on with the whole hog slop thing with the fucking Godwins. I mean, he he, you know, they did that to okay. him. So Maybe it wasn't right. Vince, but you know. <laughs> but definitely, well, boys, uh, yeah. I'll go ahead. We got us. Uh, we got us uh, an easy hour again today. I love episodes like this. It's just an easy conversation, man. Jared, I appreciate you coming on. I, I appreciate how much you are a fan uh, of pro wrestling and a fan of music to where you have blended both of them into a lifestyle that you can live and enjoy. And I love that you're putting your kid first, man. I, I feel like uh, 
we got a comment up here uh, from one of your buddies here. Let me find it real quick before we move on. Where he just says, uh, right here, he's just, God damn, he's fucking proud of you, brother. And I, I, I'm proud of watching you grow as well, man. You're, you're, you're kicking ass, and uh, it's, it's, it's nice to see good people do cool things. So I appreciate all the love, because I'm doing my best out here. I'm trying to be the best dad I can while being the best wrestler I can be as well, you know, and just being my genuine self. And it's not easy. Your list, man. One, two. It says something as well. Yeah. All right. One one last question from a a real guest. What's up? What's your favorite wrestling promotion that you've worked for? Oh, that's easy. Elite Pro Wrestling. EPW has been fucking awesome in the year that I've been there. Been very appreciative of all the opportunity I've had with them. It's just been amazing. Kenzie says your brother Tasky and your sister Kenny love and support you, and they're very proud of you too. So hell yeah, man! Keep killing shit, bro. Hopefully we'll we'll, we'll bring you on within this next year, man. We'll have you on for a second show and update. Keep kicking some ass, man, and hopefully we get to see you at Squared Circle Expo, man. Come meet Kane. You know what I mean? Love Kane. Kane's gonna be right there, right there next to us. You know. It's like I said, you know, before we went on here. The biggest thing is. is I wrestled that first day of Squared Circle Podcast, so there might be a chance I'll roll through on that next day. Come, oh, yeah. Yeah. Come but if I can get my bookings in, then I'm taking my bookings for sure. Absolutely. Get your money, dog. Get your money. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, but, boys, you got any dad advice before we get out of here? Any dad advice? Uh, well, the best thing I can say is um, – Get ready for them to, to become little shits at the age of 10 because it happens, <laughs> and you just got to love them through it, and you just got to deal with it. Oh, Mine my turns 10 in a month. Oh, buddy. <laughs> well, get ready because no the attitude is coming. no idea what you're in for. Oh, I've yeah. been through it's... two teenage daughters. <laughs> you see this gray hair right here? This is like a, I'm like a four-star Yeah, that's exactly general. where it comes from. <laughs> Stripes. Uh, all right, boys. Speaking Here. of daughters, something just dropped. So, yeah, let's wrap this up. I got to go figure <laughs> out what the hell just fell. <laughs> something fell. Yeah. Um. Well, as always, we have been the DWO Podcast. I'm Big Rick Eric Maffey. He is Mr. Magnificent Mike Martin. He is Wrestling T-Shirt Guy Cephas, and he is the face collector, Jared Savage. Sir, thank you so much for coming on again. Um, Like Cephas said, Thank you for hour. having me. Um. We we love that our show, uh, you know, not just this episode, but all our episodes usually ends up being a variety show. You know, it's not just wrestling. I mean, that's usually the the primary aspect, but we just go off on tangents and have fun with it, man. So um, yep. if you it was your first time tuning in tonight, you're going to see a lot more of this. So subscribe, follow, Come wherever back. the heck you're watching. Uh because, yeah, we love doing this, man. It's a lot of fun. Um, as always, check us out on all the socials at DWO underscore podcast, Facebook at the DWO podcast, TikTok at DWO underscore pod. Um, get that dad merch at Pro Wrestling Tees and Tee Public uh, or send us a DM. We got merch and we got a ton more merch coming. So make sure you come see us at Squared Circle Expo. We're going to have all kind of shit there, man. It's going to be awesome. And until next time, top dads out. That's cool.